Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. This is Paige with a super exciting announcement. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has won Best Family Podcast in the Podcasting for Business Awards 2021. What? I'm overwhelmed with joy and gratitude for all of you who have listened and shared episodes and supported me since the launch in April 2020. I'm honored to be in your earbuds and your car radios each week with new episodes about mom life and getting organized and the motivation to just do it all. I've had a blast recording solo episodes with all of the topics you've requested and guest episodes with some pretty epic people. I want to say a special thank you to Lindsay Ann Gould and the incredible podcast team who make me sound a little better with editing and the accountability to keep up with the show week after week. It's my complete joy to share this award with all of you because without your support, I couldn't have done it. Truly, my cup runneth over. Thanks again so much for listening and making this the best family podcast. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible, and sometimes, completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hi all, thanks for joining me again today for another episode. We are in the month of February if you are listening in real time. And this month, I wanted to do a little spin on this month of love. As you know, we celebrate Valentine's Day. Whether you're totally down with that holiday or you just feel like it's another reason to buy cards and gifts and whatever for your loved one. I do believe that it is a fun way to talk about my passion organization to my favorite people on earth, busy moms of littles, and do that really focusing on your heart 
first. I think we oftentimes are organizing different parts of our home and our schedule. We're getting things prepared for our kids. And that's so wonderful. I've definitely built a business around that. But as you know, and I'm sure you've heard a million times, especially during COVID, is that self-care is really important. And I actually just recorded what will be an upcoming episode in March, recorded a thing that was called self-care days for busy moms. And this was something that I really had to think a lot about. And obviously, you know, I was going to throw in my three E's, of course, but a lot of it really was heart centered and having uh, some of what I talked about on the last episode. If you listen to that episode, all about organizing your heart, I really wanted to talk a little bit about putting yourself first, because I think that you can be a better you when you are focusing on, you know, really what's important to you. And then additionally be a better mom, a better wife, a better, you know, business person, a better friend, all of the things, you know, we wear so many hats as moms. And I feel like we can show up better in our lives if we are really still continuing to connect with our heart. And, you know, for a while, I kind of felt like self-care was a little hocus pocusy, or I felt like maybe it was a little bit like, just go get a manicure or <laughs> go get your roots done at the local salon. Can we do that right now? Not a lot of us can. I know my salon has been closed down and I have gotten really good at spraying my roots with this really good stuff that I got from Target. So, you know, in some ways we kind of have heard like little things like that, or maybe having a sip of a delicious coffee or hopping into the bathtub and zoning out for a little bit with a great book. Yeah, those are great self-care things. But beyond those little things, there are bigger things. There are deeper things. I definitely talked about that a little bit on the last episode where we talked about organizing your heart. And if that sounds a little foreign or crazy or bizarre to you, go back and check that out. I talked a lot about the verse that I love, which is delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And that verse was really setting the tone for what this series was going to be about in the month of February. But as you know, it has to come back to organization for me, not just organization, but also kind of the motivation behind making steps to advance your goals, get to the things you really want to. And like I said last week, so much of that is really following your passion, discovering your passion. Maybe you have to start there first before you can follow it. So I talked about a lot about how, you know, just saying prayers and then sharing that with other people and then really decluttering your heart to kind of get rid of any, you know, if you've got toxic relationships, like people, maybe you feel like aren't super supportive of you, you can still love them and care about them, but do it from afar. Sometimes you need a little space. So it might make sense to sort of declutter your heart by separating yourself from that making sure too that maybe it's not a relationship. Maybe you've got awesome relationships. Maybe it's decluttering your space, your schedule, simplifying things a little bit more. And as I was coming up with all of these different sort of spins on how we could focus on the desires of our heart and mix it with organization and some motivation, I was reminded of something that I actually feel like is kind of in the forefront of my whole entire life every single day. I am a product of the five love languages. So I wanted to talk about that today. Have you heard of Gary Chapman's book from many years ago, Still Holds True? And those are the five love languages. That's his book, Five Love Languages. I'm going to actually put the link to that in the show notes. If you've never heard of it, I could spend an entire series just talking about his book, just talking about what the five love languages are. I'm actually not going to talk too deeply what they are because 
I think it would be amazing if you could go get that book and read up on it yourself. But I want to present them to you because what I want to do is suggest what your love language might be, suggest how you might be able to use that to your advantage, knowing yourself, knowing your heart and what makes you tick and what lights you up and what is your style. I have to bring that in your style. And then also considering what other people's are. This can be your spouse. This can be your kids. This could be friends, family, total strangers. We all have a love language. And what does that mean? Well, it's basically, it means how do we receive love? What is it that people can do or say for us, to us, that really makes us feel the warm and fuzzies inside? And I am a words of affirmation girl. So that's one of them. I'll lead with that. The words of affirmation is my love language, most specifically. And the whole reason I wanted to really title this episode as embrace your love languages is because I feel like for the longest time, I really thought words of affirmation, how shallow and superficial is that? I thought, gosh, am I just like always waiting for somebody to tell me I've done a good job and I don't believe that I've done a good job until somebody says it. So for the longest time, I really kind of pushed against it. Did I did the opposite of embrace my love language. And I realized that I was doing myself a disservice because much of what I talked about on the last episode is that God really created our heart, this organ in our body, this muscle in our body, not only to you know, do the physical stuff like pump the blood and the oxygen and get it to our brain and all of our body parts and all of that. That's incredible. That's a miracle in itself. But I believe he really created our heart to have the capacity to love, follow our passions, and also get pretty fired up about things that make us angry, frustrated, mad, disappointed, upset. And it's pretty incredible that we have a heart that is capable of having this very important physical job in keeping us alive, plus having this heart, this organ that actually controls a lot of our feelings and the way that we work. And I'm a firm believer in figuring out what your love language is so that you can kind of keep that heart pumping as best as it possibly can. Just like, you know, maybe it was your new year's resolution or your intention. Sometimes people are like, nope, not setting resolutions, but I'll pick a word, <laughs> which by the way, I haven't actually shared that with you. Maybe I'll do that a little bit later in this episode, but I think that if we can have that intention of really leaning in and again, embracing whatever our love language is, it will actually serve us better because we can think, you know, uh, I'll say this a lot. My cup runneth over. In fact, I think at the beginning of this episode, the amazing Phoebe Winter uh, edited for me. Hi, Phoebe. Thanks so much for presenting me with the award for best family podcast. Love and appreciate you. Phoebe actually edits my podcast episodes, right? She's these mad skills. I bow down and she put in at the beginning, I believe of this episode, it's going to be just thanking you guys for the opportunity to have this podcast, to be able to share my passion with you, my love of organization. There it is. Love again. And, uh, guys, it landed me the best family podcast of 2021. How crazy is that? So I'm super excited about that. It was definitely one of my goals and intentions last year that I set to start that in April. And I just want you to understand that whatever your passion is, whatever is driving you, it's so important that if you have this love language that you know is going to serve you better, that you 
put that into whatever you do. And you learn to say, you know, my cup runneth over because my love language is being filled or my cup runneth real dry because maybe you're not getting filled up. Maybe your love tank is empty. <laughs> Steal that from one of those real, real housewives of somewhere. I remember her talking about her love tank was empty. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I love to Jesus sit up, but sometimes I really like to watch real housewives of things. So anyway, so we got my cup runneth over and my love tank is empty. And so where do you fall on that category? And I think a lot of it has to do with is your love language being embraced? Are you sharing that with people? Are you saying like, this is how I tick. This is what my style is. This is what lights me up and makes me so happy. Are you sharing that with people? Do you know what it is? So I'm going to present the other ones as well. Um, I said five love languages and so far I've hit on one, which is words of affirmation. I'll say a little bit more about that in a minute, but uh, I haven't even written these down. I'm going to wing it because I've been practicing this for so many years. So I think I'm going to know them offhand. All right. So we've got words of affirmation. I'm sure you guys can understand that means like when somebody tells you you did a good job, it's a little deeper than that, but we'll keep it at that for the moment. How about physical touch? I got some men in my life who love physical touch and it doesn't have to be like the inappropriate stuff that I can't really say on this podcast because <laughs> it's family, family show. But my little guy, my Duke, he is such a physical touch guy. He just, he loves the cuddles. He doesn't pull away from me. I don't know how long this is going to last moms. If you're a mom, you, you feel me on this. I know there's sometimes is that break in the time when they don't want to hold your hand anymore. He really loves holding my hand. So if we go anywhere, I don't have to be like, dude, get over here. Hold my hand. It's always like, he'll reach up for my hand sometimes. And it just melts my heart. This actually happened yesterday. That's why that's top of mind. But it can also mean like tickle torture and smacking each other with, you know, pillow fights and whatever. He just loves all of that. He loves doing physical things like running and playing and getting all of that kid energy out. Then I've got my husband who lives for the tickles. He loves if you can like if if he and I are frustrated with each other, I know again, I'm going to let you guys read between the lines whenever I say physical touch with the husband. Okay, right? You got that. Okay, so there's that. But I'm going <laughs> to focus on this part where he can be stressed. He can have, you know, work stress or maybe there's stuff going on with the family or friends or whatever is happening business. And I can just slide his arm sleeve up and just start giving him tickles on his forearm. And I swear you guys, it just like his eyes will close. He will get really calm and it just, he kind of zones out and it just calms him for a little bit. And that is really cool. Then I've got my dad. I love and adore you, dad. Hi, if you're listening, it's the mom's organization motivation podcast, but I do know dad listens sometimes too. So love you, dad. So my dad, one of my favorite things, and this did not end whenever I was an adult and I went off and started my own family in California. It never ended. It was like this when we were kids. It's like this. When I go back and visit my family in Tennessee over the summertime, when my dad gets home from the office, he will walk in the door. Everybody's like, Hey dad. And then he will say hi. And we'll sometimes immediately, if he sees one of us standing over by the door, he'll turn his back to us and just kind of hunch his back over and start walking toward us. We know that means stop everything you're doing and give dad a big old back scratch. He loves like all of hands all over the back, scratching down the back. It's like a big teddy bear. He's so cute. I love you, dad. So we love doing the big old back scratches for dad. And again, that's his love language. He's a 
physical touch guy. He's a fun guy. He loves if we're out with the friends, if he's out with his friends, sometimes I get to join in too. Again, if I'm in town, he loves going dancing and spinning mom and our friends on the dance floor. And me, I like dancing with dad too. So, you know, that again, it's just like a physical touch. It's a connection and that lights him up. It fills up his love tank when he has that. Now I have to tell you, my love language is not physical touch, but I am craving hugs like crazy right now. And I think so much of that is because we have to socially distance. And so we might be able to get our little physical touch needs met, even if that's not your primary love language. It feels good to get a hug from people you love sometimes. Now, I'm shout out to my friend Taz because I force her to hug me sometimes when I see her. That is not her favorite thing. I would definitely not say physical touch is her love language. <laughs> I love you, Taz. But, you know, I'm just, I'm crazy about her and I want to like squeeze her guts out whenever I see her. She's in Knoxville, Tennessee. And so I don't get to see her very often either. I miss her terribly. And, you know, that is something that when we see people we love or my bestie Tiffany or Paige or Katie, like I just want to grab people and give them big giant hugs. And it's so hard right now because we have to physically distance. So I feel like, you know, once we get that vaccine and once some time has gone by and we're able to, whether we have the masks or not, but whenever we're able to just not socially distance so much, I plan on hugging everybody. Strangers, watch out. I'm coming for you. I'm going to be seeing people in the grocery store and I don't even know if I'm going to ask if I can have a hug. I might just hug you. So, you know, even if, one of these love languages that I'm presenting today is not necessarily your first primary. Sometimes our hearts need all of it to fill up those love tanks and have your cup running all over the place. Okay. So just lean into that, embrace that. Sometimes we need different parts of love languages met more than others. Lean into that. Really, what is your heart telling you? Again, when I said organize your heart last week and I talked about, you know, even if that sounds a little crazy, but when I did the, the three E's with that essentials, enhancements, extras, I said, my essential is prayer. And these can look totally different for you, but my essential is prayer. My enhancement to that is sharing whatever's on my heart, my passion, whatever I'm feeling good, good, bad, or ugly sharing that with friends and supportive family members that can help me through that. So really just like talking that through with people. That's probably where my words of affirmation, love language comes into place. And then finally, it's that extra. This is what I was getting at. And that's really where we're having to like purge if it's that toxic relationship or we're having to purge the actual physical clutter that's around us. You know, sometimes that's super important. So in that whole concept of sort of organizing your heart, you have to think like, what part of physical touch is that? Is that part of your essential? Do you need to find somebody that you can quarantine with or that you don't have to socially distance from because you desperately need to be in contact with someone for your mental state. That is super possible. And I think probably a lot more people are leaning into that need for physical contact than ever before because, you know, we just, we're being told that we can't have it. And so we crave it more. So we've got words of affirmation. We've got physical touch. What about quality time? Quality time, again, can be a little tricky these days and we might have to get creative with it. 
I think quality time is a secondary for my mom. Mom, I know you're listening. Hey, girl. Hey, I know she's listening. She's on her way to work. I hope you have a great work day today, mom. She loves when her kids spend quality time with her. And the reason I know this is because my sweet brother Pierce, I remember one of her all-time favorite gifts that my mom got for her birthday because Pierce knows that quality time is important to my mom is that he came, she had gotten a new bike and for whatever reason, maybe hadn't been riding it as much as she wanted to be. And so he took his bike and his helmet and he went over to my mom's house and she got her bike and helmet and he said, okay, we're going bike riding. And she needed that quality time with him and she loved it. She said it was such a sweet day called me and was like, Oh, look at what your brother did. And so, you know, that makes me so happy because I'm so far away from her that I can't always have that quality time. And if quality time is important to you and you know that that fills you up, you might have to get creative with what that looks like today with social distancing. And maybe you're in a position where things have started opening up and that's really great, but you're still a little cautious about it because you want to still be safe. But at the same time, you think like, I need this. I need this quality time. I actually, one of my besties, her name is Paige and she's got a brother named Pierce. So we were destined to be BFFs. So my friend Paige, she and I, we, we just have such very different schedules and we don't get to see each other very much despite living in the same city. And so we will find times, even if that means I drive over and pick her up from work and take her to her house, just in that, you know, 20 to 30 minutes that we get to spend together. That's our quality time. So when we feel like that part of our love language tank is drying up, which I just literally just sent her that text message today and she immediately responded. And I'm like, we got to do page squared time. And she's like, I know it's killing me. So that's the thing. If quality time is your jam, you need to tell the people around you, especially now more than ever, right? Because we might be really quarantining alone. We might be doing these things alone. Somebody you know and love might have COVID or might have something else going on and you have to like keep a distance from them. And that's really tough because you just want to spend quality time with them. I know one of my favorite people on earth to spend quality time with is grandmommy. My grandmommy. Hi, grandmommy. I love you too. Lots of love. This is the month of love, you guys. <laughs> I got it. This is just, just prepare yourself for this month of love. So grandmommy and I love hanging out together, whether it's watching movies or doing puzzles or just sitting and chatting and catching up with each other. I just, I love quality time with grandmommy. And that again, is not even my number one, most important love language. And when I feel like I don't get to do that with her enough, it just kills me. And that's when I'm on the phone with her so soon and just saying like, can we spend quality time at least talking on the phone? Or maybe for you guys, it's doing a Zoom or a FaceTime and, and virtually connecting with somebody. So lean into that because when you're getting that part of your love language fed, that is going to absolutely make you feel better and feel like you can, you know, attack other things, accomplish more. And that's really the whole point of this episode too. And that whole, you know, organization motivation thing is it's like, how can you embrace your love language and have that benefit you? Let's say there's something that you need to get to on your to-do list or, or you're organizing a space or you're trying to work with your kids on, you know, homework, homeschooling, something like that, whatever it is, building a business. Some of you listening may be other podcasters. Hello, hello. Or maybe you are just really focused on your work right now. How can you take what you know about yourself and your love language and apply that to your life 
so that you are doing better in every area of your life. I know when my words of affirmation love language tank is filled up, especially on the days when it runs over. <laughs> these words, these words that I'm saying, I feel like I have my own language. So thanks for leaning into that. Okay. With me and just going with words runneth. I don't think runneth is the word, but whenever it runneth over, maybe it is, maybe to Shakespeare it was, but when it does, I feel like I'm a better human in my business in my love life, in my parent life, in my yeah work life, and just being more available to people and wanting to reach out to them and lean into their love language, give them what they need when I feel like I'm getting what I need. So, you know, don't go through life just feeling depleted. Ask for what you need and be led by your love language. Don't don't take your heart out of the equation of whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. I mean, let me tell you, some of my favorite phone calls to receive are from busy moms when I've gone in and I've organized some part of their home. Like I absolutely love those calls that I get when somebody calls me and says, I'm standing here staring at my pantry. I love the labels. I love that I know how much stuff is in my pantry. So I'm not overbuying. Uh, heaven knows my husband is really glad I'm not overbuying. <laughs> or like when we do a huge purge of the closet or the kids' toys, and then they call me and they're like, I feel like I can breathe. Not only does that light me up because I'm getting those words of affirmation that the things that I'm spending my time, my my energy on doing for other people, that it's meaningful to them, but it's also giving them a sense of their love tank being filled up because somebody cared enough about their heart to spend time on them. Okay. And that's another quality time thing that leads me as well into another one, which is acts of service. Now I, I can't remember. I think maybe I've talked about it in one of my earlier episodes. My name is Paige and it's spelled P-A-I-G-E. But if you take out the I, P-A-G-E, you've probably heard of a page. If you think about in, in a royal court many, many years ago, a page. Or if you were like me, I grew up, shout out to all the people in Humboldt, Tennessee, good old strawberry festival. Some of us were in these little beauty pageants. And then whenever we were growing up as littles and even some of us, uh, you know, on and on through on to, to other ones. But we're in these beauty reviews, uh, beauty pageants, whatever you call it. And we would have the pages and they would be the little guys who walked us out and would like, you know, escort us out on stage and whatever. It's a bit, listen, it's old school. It is like gentlemanly and I'm here for it. Okay. I don't even care what the world says. I'm here for it. I am all for women empowerment. Yes. Hear me roar. I'm, I'm like roaring all over the place and all over the podcast and all of that. Right. I'm so all about that. Yes. I am just really all about the gentlemanly, old school, kind hearted men that I hopefully am raising with my son. I love when he says ladies first and he lets us out of the car. Uh, one of my favorite things that my husband and his whole family were taught is that when a woman gets up from the table, you stand up as a sign of respect or when she comes to the table, you do that. Boy, oh boy, that got me on some of our earlier dates. I was like, oh, swoon, you know, you got the whole open the door for you. That's really great. I love that he will take my hand when we're walking down the street. He did this in the early days when we were dating. I didn't even realize what he was doing in those early days. And then as we dated longer and then certainly we're engaged and we're married, he will, as we're walking down the street, if we switch sides of the street, I can never quite figure out why he would switch sides until I realized 
he always was walking on the outside of the sidewalk so that he was by the cars so that I was on the inside. You guys, oh my gosh, talk about heart explosion. That just does it for me. And I'm a strong, independent woman. And when it comes to a gentleman, I am all about it. So feel free to have a different opinion on that. Totally fine. I respect how you feel, but that is something that just does my heart well, does my heart good. How do you say it? I think I was trying to be grammatically correct, but that doesn't sound right. It does my heart good. And also, I really want to instill that in my children. I want my son to be respectful of, you know, man, woman, boy, girl, old, young, everybody. I want him to be respectful. I want my daughter to surround herself with people who respect her and show her those things. So on that note, I started talking about the other love language that is acts of service. Those for me are like little bits of acts of service that feel very gentlemanly, that feel very like, I'm going to take care of you, mom, or I'm going to take care of you, wife, or you know, my dad is, is such a gentleman. He's so kind and loving, and he really set me up for that. He really was so, so nurturing and sweet and loving that I knew that I wanted to marry somebody who did respect me in that way and so grateful for that. Not only is acts of service in those little ways that you might find and you might want to lean into those. And again, just straight up tell people that you like when they do that. <laughs> there will be people in you know, the grocery store or on an airplane. Oh, airplanes. Remember when we used to get to be on those? Oh. I miss it. They would, you know, get up for you and help you put your, and this doesn't even have to be a man. This is like somebody might help you get your suitcase up in the overhead compartment and maybe open a door for you. And again, a man or woman, it doesn't matter. That's just a sign of respect. I will stop dead in my tracks when somebody does that. And I will thank them for doing that. If it is a young man, if it is an older gentleman, I will say, thank you so much. You're such a gentleman glad that hasn't gone out of style or, you know, whatever I'll say it because I think people need to be told and who knows, maybe their love language is words of affirmation. So that can make their day. But sometimes people just really need to be told that choices that they're making are good choices that they're making are a sign of respect. And you as the person that they're doing these little acts of service for you, holding a door, helping you with your suitcase, organizing your pantry, whatever, being able to be told that that was helpful, I think just, don't you think it's almost like paying it forward? Like it continues it a little bit. So I just say, let's do it. Whether you're raising a little boy, a little girl, it doesn't matter. We want to raise these humans to be awesome as adults. And I think it starts with just acknowledging what they're doing, even if their love language is not words of affirmation. If it is, you got to give it to them double time. You got to let them know. And I do want to say before I forget one, you know, almost downside about a person who maybe has, I can speak from experience. If you are a words of affirmation, love language kind of person, sometimes those words can actually hurt even more. And I have learned that if ever I do some part of organizing and maybe it wasn't quite what the client had in mind and now I've certainly learned how to ask these things ahead of time. So we usually aren't running into that. But if there's anything that we try, I let them know up front, hey, listen, you are not going to hurt my feelings if I do something and it's not quite working because it has to be your style. 
has to be organization, you know, the form and the function that you are going to love so much because I'm not living at your house. So if what I'm doing is not actually going to be helpful, or if it's not your aesthetic, you have to tell me because we want to fix that. We want to make it right for you. Because if they came back and they said, you know, maybe they'd probably be super kind about it and just be like, oh, Paige, thank you so much for helping. But like, I just really, I don't like this. I don't like the look of it. I don't like that. I have learned because my love language is words of affirmation. It can be super biting if I hear that I didn't do it as well as they would have liked. And so, like I said, you kind of need to learn that about yourself. And so you need to be less sensitive to those things. And you ask on the front end, what is it that I, you know, in my particular case, when I'm, you know, again, I keep, I don't know why I keep going back to organizing pantry. I think it's because like a lot of people just like get that. Those are things that need to be organized. This could be closet. This could be anything. But I learned to just ask. And again, that, that a lot of that has to do with good communication. So whatever your love language is, whatever the person you're interacting with, straight up ask them. There are people I've worked with and I've said, hey, what's your love? Do you know what your love language is? I don't think I've come across anybody that I've actually asked who hasn't heard of Gary Chapman's love languages. But they may not know exactly what theirs are. They might have to be like, wait, what are they again? And then I'll rattle them off. But acts of service especially is one of those things that if you can do something for someone that takes the pressure and the stress off of them, their love tank could just be filled to the actual brim and they can go on in the world to be better humans because someone took something off their plate that they just dreaded doing. And I know organization in my particular role and what I do as an organizer, going into people's homes, or, you know, if you take my online courses, maybe I'm not actually physically in your house, but you're doing the online course where you're actually, I'm kind of going room by room and talking about different ways that you can organize and style that in your particular style. And then again, in the three simple steps, breaking it down, I will get a call back. Even if I'm not physically in their home doing it, I will get a call back from somebody who's taken the course and just say, oh my gosh, it was like, you were right there with me helping. And I, did not want to do this. I did not. And I felt like you helped me through navigating through that to even know how to get started and then get all the way to the end. And a lot of times too, if you're doing side note organization, the online courses, if you are doing that, I will say enlist a friend, don't do it alone. You can do it alone, but enlist a friend, you know, maybe you and a friend want to tackle this together, but you just need somebody to kind of give you a little bit of direction absolutely lean into doing that with a friend. Because again, you know, the month of love here in February, we can do all the self love in the world. And that is so wonderful. And then just really what makes it be an even better thing is if you can share that with somebody else, something that lights you up. If you could share it with somebody else, especially a loving, supportive person, absolutely do it. And I know that is my mom's love language right mom acts of service. And so she's been the best actually (laughs) mom to have with me being an organizer because I'll go into her house and she just doesn't really even give me many pointers. She's just like, can you just fix this? (laughs) Mom, I love you for that. Thanks for having faith in me. Thanks for trusting me on that note. I'm just going to tell you, I finally picked a word for this year for 2021. My word is trust. I just realized after last year, I just had to trust that God has a plan. I just have to lean into letting him run the show. I say, I will now let him open all the doors when the time comes for those doors to open. 
I pray for him to make things obvious to me. So I know he's saying, Hey, hello, you don't even have to knock. It's wide open. Walk through that door. Get it, girl. And then also locking those doors, deadbolting those doors closed. No chance of opening those doors, sealing all the windows when I am not supposed to be focused on that particular activity. That's been very good for my business because I feel like I need him to say, uh, you're cut off, like stop having that shiny object syndrome and try to do all these new things, like focus on one thing. So by the way, focus, focus is a great word too. And I'm not always the best at that. I'm kind of all over the place. So, but yeah, trust, trust is definitely my word for the year. Just trusting the process, trusting that he has a plan. All right. So another one that is an awesome love language that sometimes people may not want to embrace and share with others that it's their love language because they might feel like it seems a little superficial is gifts. Is your love language gifts. And that can mean receiving gifts. That can mean giving gifts. It might just light you up to be able to give people gifts. And if people aren't so great at receiving gifts, like if it makes them feel awkward or if it puts pressure on them to make them feel like, Oh, but I didn't get you anything. If you are a person whose love language is gift giving, Oh my goodness. It doesn't matter that they didn't give you one. Sometimes it, you just want to give that to them. And maybe that comes in the form of acts of service. I know my mom tells me all the time. She's so sweet. That is a gift. When I go in her home and I just organize it or repaint it or redo a closet or, you know, whatever. I know that she loves when my brother Parker, who was like the king of the pressure washer. So he will go over and he will pressure wash, spray down my parents' driveways or people's gutters and get all the yucky leaves out. You know, in Tennessee, that's a big thing because it rains all the time. So getting all the leaves out. So he will go over and do that. And it is like the biggest gift in the world for my parents because it looks so nice when he's done. He does it so professionally, so well. And he just, it's amazing when he and Joseph, hi, Joseph, when they went and they pulled out the old kind of rotting fence and they built my parents a new fence in the backyard. It was beautiful. You would have thought they won the lottery. And we really enjoyed that when we went home over the summer. It was like a gift for all of the family to enjoy because it was this beautiful thing to look at as we sat out and sat by this gorgeous pool that my parents had. It was so nice to see this brand new, beautiful, well-built fence that's going to serve my parents for years and everybody who goes into their backyard and even all of their neighbors, you know, it makes all of their neighbors so happy because they don't see this rotting fence. Not that it was in like horrible, terrible shape, but it was, you know, it, it was done. Okay. So what are gifts that if you know somebody in your life who loves getting gifts, what are these gifts that you can get them? I know I talk about with my daughter. I think my daughter, Isabel, I believe her love language is gifts. I also think she is a quality time girl. She loves that. So I think that's maybe her secondary, but as far as gifts go, I mean, I joke about, I could, she loves llamas these days and she loves all things. We call it teal, but it's almost like the seafoam green mints kind of teal color. She loves that. So if I find something for her, that's that color. Or if I find like a pair of socks with llamas on it, I mean, I could give this kid like a cool toothbrush and you just wrap it up, whether you wrap it or not, but the wrapping is like the bonus. If you give her this again, you would think she won the lottery. She is so great at receiving gifts because that is her love language. It lights her up that somebody took the time to think of her, consider things that she loves and go get something like that for her. 
She's an avid reader, loves reading. She has a little friend who always will gift her books, whether they're books that this little friend has read or that they're books that maybe are just brand new books. And she's like, I got one for myself. I got one for you. Let's read it together. I mean, that is something that Isabel loves so much. It lights her up and and her little friend will bring her these things all the time. And it's makes her so joyful and so happy because that's her love language. Her cup runneth over when those things are happening. It doesn't have to be some big gigantic thing. I mean, you know, I think, I think ahead to the future of when it's time for her to have her first car. Oh gosh, cringe. Full panic takes over when I think about that. Cause you know, you just want to protect your kids, but any moms out there who have teenagers who are driving for the first time, like that is terrifying. I have the best parents in the world who helped me learn to drive. I'm so grateful for them. And I am freaking out (laughs) that I have to be one of the people because I have so much anxiety. I'm going to be like such a spaz in the car. I'm going to have to like totally chill out before I get in the car with my teenage driver. But I think about something that my parents set me up with. I think about them teaching me how to save for a car and I got to buy my own car. And what happened then? They taught me this valuable lesson. And then when I did it, they had words of affirmation for me. They're like, Paige, congratulations. You've worked really hard for this. You babysat every neighborhood kid in this community. So you could buy a car because that was something that was important to you. Way to go. Well, again, cup runneth over people. I was super excited about that. And that made me feel like, wow, if I want something, my love language is not gifts. I didn't expect my parents to buy me a car. And funny thing about that is my dad's a car dealer. He like owned his own dealership for a long time. And then he, you know, has had every role possible in selling cars and managing car dealerships after that. And, you know, that could have just been something that my parents, my dad in particular, just thought like, oh yeah, I'm the car guy. So I'll make sure for Paige's 16th birthday, I'll buy her a car. That could have been something totally that he just like, that was just going to be what happened. That was the deal. And I think probably all my friends thought that that's probably what would happen. But my parents know me better than that. They know I actually live for a good life lesson. I do because I'm weird. I live for a good life lesson and they taught me. And I believe it made me a better human because I have learned a better business person. I have learned if I want something, how I can work for it whether that's putting in long hours or that's working smarter, not harder. But I have learned that if there's something that I want, I can figure out how to get that for myself. And that is amazing. If you love gifts, you can be a gift giver in a way that is giving your children the gift of a life lesson that's going to serve them for the rest of their lives. Okay. You can also give them llama socks and things with the color teal. Okay. So it just, it can really run the gamut. If you are a person who loves gifts and let's say Valentine's day is rolling around. This is airing before Valentine's day. If you're listening to it again in real time before Valentine's day rolls around, I'm going to tell you a couple of different things. My mom and I joke about how beautiful flowers are, but sometimes we prefer like other things versus like flowers that are going to die really soon. Also, there's still those moments when flowers show up at your doorstep or they're sitting on your counter and you're like, wow, I have underestimated the beauty and the awesomeness of getting flowers. And so I have to say to, oh my gosh, shout out to my friend, Kelly Mobick, who who is the coach who really helped me turn my organization passion into a business. And when I found out that I won for best family podcast, 
I received the most beautiful arrangement of flowers. And I thought, wow, I needed this. Like, and I took a picture. If you look at my Instagram, you'll see it. They were gorgeous. Thank you, Kelly. I don't get those for myself. You know, I've told my husband, like, don't put me flowers. Like, let's do, let's do something else. It's going to be, I was overwhelmed by their beauty. Does that sound crazy? Like the color. And I, if you see my house and if you see the backdrop, whenever I'm recording these episodes, it's like all white, all gray, you know, sometimes it's black and white. Like I really branch out on the days when I would wear Navy guys. It's really, it's like that sad. And I think I needed a colorful moment to celebrate that important milestone, that important occasion. And for Valentine's day, if you are typically a person who gets showered with flowers and you're kind of over it and you'd like something different, tell that person. If that person gets you jewelry all the time, that's kind of the go-to and you get jewelry and you're like, you know, I'm just, I'm not wearing a lot of jewelry. You've got me so many great things in the past. Like, I just want to say, I don't want to hurt your feelings because I love what you've given me in the past. But you know, if if you were thinking about maybe jewelry, like I just feel like right now I'm kind of living in sweat. So can we maybe try something different? My husband is amazing at giving gifts. I have received some of the greatest gifts of my life from my husband. And he doesn't like if I tell him what I want because he really enjoys picking something out for me. He is very good at it. And so I just know that maybe throughout the year, if it's not a holiday, that might be the time to share with him again, super good communication might be important because I know that he loves giving gifts, even though he's not the physical touch guy. I know that gift giving he's really good at. And holy cow, talk about my words of affirmation, love language being met when he writes me a card. If you have ever received a card from my husband, you know that if words of affirmation is your love language, even if it's not, oh, it is beautiful. It is like he pours his heart and soul into them and they are good. My dad and actually my husband too, they are amazing poets. They can crank out these poems that are like, oh, like they will make you feel like Shakespeare himself has written you a poem. So, you know, it is just, it's a beautiful thing for people to embrace their love languages, their skill set, what they're good at. Also keeping in mind, whatever you're doing for someone else, is that embracing their love language? Is that something that's important to them? If it's not, consider before you do something for them, is there another way I could do this in a way that they would appreciate and love and fill up their love tank? If there is, do it because they're going to appreciate it a thousand times more. All right. So let's review real quick. Words of affirmation is my love language. Is it yours? Don't be ashamed of it. Embrace it. If it is, tell people it lights you up. If you feel like, you know, you, you need your your love tank filled up and you just feel like some words of affirmation, like you guys, honestly, if people didn't pay me for this, although I do appreciate, cause you know, sometimes money makes the world go round, <laughs> you know, got to pay the bills y'all. But if people just honestly paid me in like, thank yous and this is so great. And you did a good job. Oh, my love tank is full. I love it. I love that so much. Makes me so happy. If somebody tells me I did a good job that I'm good, I'm set, I'm set for the month. I'm set for the year. I'm good. That's great. So words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, gifts, acts of service. Yep. See, didn't write them down. I'm just, I'm a product of the love languages. So thank you, Gary Chapman, Mr. Chapman, Gare. Just want to say 
Thanks so much for writing this book. It's had a huge impact on my life. I hope these things were helpful for you guys, whether you're going to apply them to organization or you're just going to apply them to your Valentine's gifts this year. I hope that this was a fun episode. If it was, share it with a friend. If you really like it and you have just a minute, head over to Apple Podcasts and rate. Uh, you can hit the little fifth star. It'll give me five stars. That would, I mean, like that's like my love language. Whenever you're hitting a fifth star and you're taking a moment just to write a review to say that you like the podcast, that fills my love tank. And look at me, even though it might be a little awkward to ask, I did because I know that that really helps me so much. It, it makes me feel loved. And so I'm just going to say, if you have a moment, that would be great Valentine's gift for me. If you could go quickly write a review over at Apple podcast, hit that fifth star. And that will just tell me that we're on the right track. And if you're like, okay, Paige, this whole desires of your heart series is cool and all. And like, yeah, I'll figure out what my love language is. And maybe I'll get Gary Chapman's book and perhaps I'll, you know, be thinking about what other people's love languages are. Can you please get back to organizing your closet and organizing the laundry room and, you know, the drawers and the cabinets, the garage, who's ready for the garage that will be coming. I have a feeling that's going to be rolling out in the summertime. So I think in the summer people clean out their garages. So don't worry. There's going to be like a whole spring cleaning series that's going to be coming up. We will be tackling all of these areas. You just sit tight. It is coming your way. All right. I hope you guys again have a wonderful Valentine's Day month of love. Make sure you are telling people what your love language is and leaning into that, embracing your love language and making sure that you are showing up in a way that will give some other people some love around you. All right. Hope you guys have a good one and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at Everything with Style Mom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.